It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. As always, if you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Let's let's start off the show with um, some sad news. Uh, I want to send my thoughts and condolences to the family, friends, and teammates. Uh, Frankly, the best knuckleballer of all time uh, and former Red Sox pitcher Tim Wakefield. Uh, Tim suddenly passed away yesterday at age 57 uh, from brain cancer. A little bit of a uh, sticky situation uh, leading up to the passing of, of Wakefield. Last week, I think it was on Wednesday, Wakefield's former teammate, uh, Kurt Schilling, uh, decided uh, to make a very uh, poor decision, uh, a selfish decision, one that... Uh, not that uh, many people have uh, liked him uh, after his baseball career, but this is probably the icing on the cake for a lot of people, and I can't imagine uh, a lot a lot of Boston people, a lot of people in general, uh, will respect uh, Kurt Schilling, tell Kurt Schilling anything private, uh, tell Kurt Schilling anything that they don't want repeated. Uh, So last Wednesday, Schilling came out on his podcast, and I'm going to paraphrase, but basically said, I know I shouldn't say say this because it's a private matter, and the people don't want anybody to know about it, but Tim Wakefield has brain cancer, and his wife is also sick with some type of cancer. Who, Who does this guy think he is? Literally says in the statement, and again, I'm paraphrasing. I know I shouldn't say this. I know they don't want anybody to know. I know it's a private matter. And he says it. Who does that? I mean, seriously, who does that in their right mind? I mean, it's just just a terrible thing. That he did. Terrible thing. Something their family, Tim Wakefield, his wife, his kids, if his kids knew, I'm assuming his kids knew, wanted anybody to know. You know, probably easier for their kids. You know, I I don't know how old their, their kids are, but probably easier for the kids to not have everybody, you know, around them knowing you know, and again, I don't know how old they are. I don't know if they're still in school, but if they're in school having to deal with that or or if not, I, I don't know how old they are, but you get my drift. It was easier for them to deal with that situation on their own and without anybody else knowing and only a select few knowing. And clearly anybody that the Wakefield family wanted to know, knew. 
Kurt Schilling didn't have to go on his podcast and tell everybody about it. He had no business doing that. No business. So like I said, Kurt Schilling, as, as, as far as I'm concerned, he's a terrible person for doing that, has no respect for anybody. And I can't imagine a lot of people like the guy. I know a lot of people didn't like the guy after his baseball career, uh, as he got into or tried, attempted uh, into politics and, su- and such, and being very open, uh, you know, open spoken. But after this, like I said, it's the icing on the cake for me, and I think it was the icing on the cake for a lot of people who knew Tim Wakefield, uh, who were close to Tim Wakefield, his family. So, just a terrible act of, just a terrible act by Kurt Schilling. Selfish. Very selfish. To what? Get podcast views? Give me a break. Who gives a crap about your podcast, Kurt Schilling? Oh, but you want to say on your podcast a private matter about the Wakefield family so you'll get views on the podcast. Selfish. Selfish. So anyways, moving past that as far as a how much of a selfish person Kurt Schilling is, and I can use a lot more words to describe him, but thoughts and condolences to the family, friends, and teammates uh, of, of Tim Wakefield. Obviously, a, a, just a terrible situation. Any type of you know, sickness, uh, cancer uh, that you have to deal with with a family member is tough. And, you know, when, when you when you go through it, you tell the people who, you know, you want to know, no. And for, for Kurt Schilling to come out and, and, and do that is just uh, a terrible thing. Terrible thing. Um. Moving on from this matter, though, um, another pathetic thing, the U.S. Ryder Cup team. What in the world was that performance? I mean, really. That was, that was a complete and utter embarrassment, the way they represented the United States. Having one, you know, over there in 30 years. Think that would maybe give them a little kick. Storyline going into the week. No. No, why would it? Why would it? Instead, they crash and crumble. You know, the Ryder Cup, President's Cup week, you know, when, when it is away, um, you know, in Europe, it's a fun time of the year. Golf fans, people will wake up early in the morning, before work, before school, before whatever they do, to watch the Ryder Cup, watch the President's Cup. Well, let me tell you something. There was no reason for anybody to want to get up early and watch the Ryder Cup with the way that the United States played. 
just pathetic. You know, 16 and a half to 11 and a half. You know, granted, the U.S. did come back. They did fight at the end. But they wouldn't have to be in that position if they didn't choke the first day and a half. Because they did. They did choke. Friday morning, the morning matches, choke. Afternoon, choke. Saturday morning, choked. And then finally won a few matches in the afternoon on Saturday. Kind of getting a little buzz. Oh, you know what? Maybe they can come back and do it. Maybe they can. Basically didn't. They didn't. They lost 16.5 to 11.5. But you know what? Let me tell you something. Sunday morning, I woke up early, and I was able to watch it with my brother. And that was a great time, great brotherly time, being able to hang out with my brother on a Sunday early morning and watch the Ryder Cup, watch golf, something him and I both bond bond about. Went on to play golf later that day. But before we played, we wanted to watch the Ryder Cup because that's important to us. We like to play golf. We like to watch golf. And the Ryder Cup is just as big, if not bigger, than the Masters, the U.S. Open, um, the PGA Championship, the champion, um, you know, the the the, the championship uh, or the champion of the world tournament, whatever it is, over in Europe. So, for the U.S. to represent this country in that way and fashion, they should be embarrassed. And it starts with the, with Captain Zach Johnson. You know, not for nothing, he picked Ricky Fowler. And Ricky Fowler had, I'd say, no business being on that team. And he picked him. He was outside of the 12. He could have picked Keegan Bradley instead. Other players instead. But didn't. Could have picked Bryson DeChambeau. And Zach Johnson can't use the live, live golf excuse. You know why? Because he picked Brooks Kepka. Now, good for him. Good for Zach Johnson for picking Brooks Kepka. I thought that was a good move on his part. I liked it. I did. He put the differences aside, and he picked Brooks. I thought that was a great move, and it paid off. But for him to pick Ricky Fowler and make the captain's decision like he said, to not play him at all only on only on sun only on sunday i think for the singles that's just pathetic that's a waste of a spot pick someone else so at the end of the day zach johnson and that united states team has to be embarrassed you know, a lot of other storylines, Patrick Cantley not wearing his hat, you know, that whole thing. Uh, Tiger Woods's former caddy, Joey LaCava, uh, getting in Rory McIlroy's face uh, during a putt. Now, a lot of people are up in arms about that, but you know what? 
I, I'm okay with that, actually, to be quite honest with you. Europe was walking all over the United States, and they were. They were, they, they, they were killing them Friday and Saturday morning. But you know what? U.S. came back to fight Saturday afternoon. And you know what? I think it was the little push, the little extra motivation, the little punch in the gut that the U.S. needed. Joey LaCava getting up there, making something, doing something, getting the tensions flaring. Maybe that will motivate the United States team to kick it into gear and possibly win on, on, on Sunday in the singles. Now they didn't. They came short. But you know what? Fine. I, I'm okay with what LaCava did. Fine. So that's, that, that was a whole other storyline to it. And then other uh, teammates of, of uh, Patrick Cantley's uh, showed solidarity to him and, and didn't wear a hat as well on, on Sunday. So, like I said, just a, a complete and utter embarrassment uh, to the United States the way that they played on Friday morning, Friday afternoons, and Saturday morning. Luckily, they finally showed up Saturday afternoon. There's a picture going going around of uh, Zach Johnson and Luke Donald uh, talking ahead of the uh, the final uh, uh, matches on Saturday before the afternoon flight. And you know, some people would comment, "Oh, you can't help but imagine, you know, them, you know, looking for, you know, uh, you know." You know, not even worth playing Sunday singles. Just getting out of there. So, interesting, interesting thing there. You know, when 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 it comes to that. But you know what? They that didn't come into effect because the U.S. showed up Saturday afternoon. They finally showed up to play golf because before that they didn't. They got crushed. You know, Zach Johnson coming out saying, oh, you know, thank God we have a good doctor. You know, saying some flu is going through the team, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. But you know what, to me, just another excuse. Just another excuse. People work through colds. People work through sicknesses. They play through sicknesses. Philadelphia Eagles team, for an example, last week. Uh, Jason Kelsey came out saying there was a flu, a bug, going through the team. They still played the game. And they won. They showed up. So for Zach Johnson to use that excuse, oh, whoop-de-doo, Zach. Not not, not, Not enough for me. I'm all set with that. So there's that. And... You know what? I might as well, as I'm sniffing into football, how about that Patriots game yesterday? Wow. Lots of embarrassing things, these first three storylines. Kurt Schilling making the selfish act he did to Wakefield. The United States Ryder Cup team representing their country the way they did. And the New England Patriots falling flat on their faces and choking 
against the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, losing 38-3. to Yeah, you heard me right, 38-3. to 28-3 to at halftime. I was watching the game with some friends, and they said, well, well, you know, it hasn't been done before. And I said, yeah, you know why? Because that was the greatest quarterback of all time to do it. We have Mac Jones. Who the heck is Mac Jones? He has no respect for himself, no respect for the team. He doesn't care. You see the clips of him off on the sidelines laughing with his buddies? Couldn't care. Who, uh, you know what? Bailey Zappi's out there. Let him get crushed. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. What an embarrassment by the Patriots yesterday and Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and the rest of the team. And to add on to it, all the injuries. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. You know, like I said, I came out at the beginning of the season, before the season started, I made my picks. I had them at 6-11. and 11. And here they are, 1-3. One win, three losses. And who's that one win against? Oh, yeah, the New York Jets. Give me a break. Talk about pathetic. Talk about pathetic. And now, granted, a lot of people, you know, you can make the case, yeah, you know what, the Jets are a better team this year. And I expected the Jets to be a better team this year with Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? Now, they have Zach Wilson. Talk about another joke of a quarterback like Mac Jones is. But somehow, the New York Jets showed up to play football yesterday on Sunday night football at home. Taylor Swift in the building. All that crap. And they only lost by three points to the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Good for them. Good for the New York Jets. They had that, they made that game a game. Good for them. As far as this Patriots team is concerned, I don't know what to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. You know, I had them I had them winning against the Dolphins and they lost. I did have them losing against the Jets, which they won, so those two games. Call it a flip-flop. Cowboys obviously lost yesterday. This upcoming week against the Saints, I have that as a loss as well. The Raiders in LA, a loss. Against the Buffalo Bills, a loss. Who, by the way? showed uh, showed uh, what type of team they are. Really fighting for that AFC spot. Who's the best team in the AFC? The Bills showed up yesterday, and they beat the heck out of the Miami Dolphins, 48-20. to Good for them. Really, good for them showing up and playing football. 
So obviously, if the Patriots, whatever, they lost by a touchdown to the Dolphins, but they still lost to the Dolphins. If the Dolphins got crushed by the Bills, well, what the heck do you think is going to happen when the Patriots play the Bills? Loss. Oh, and by the way, that's going to be a home game too. And then they go to the Miami Dolphins. In Miami. Loss. This Washington Commanders game, I have it as a win. I actually don't know anymore, to be quite honest with you. I have no idea. I mean, even this, even the Colts game in Germany, I have that as a win. But again, who knows? Who knows? You know, I said this in the beginning of the season before it started. I read all these picks out. I said I have them at 6-11. and 11. When I was making those picks, it was actually difficult. It was, imagine that, difficult to say, oh, I think the Patriots are going to win this game. There were no, I know the Patriots are going to win this game. Trust me. I think. And so, you know, I thought, well, you know what? At home against the Jets and the Dolphins, okay, probably a win. But when we go to New York, when we go to Miami, those are losses. Can't see them winning a game against the Bills. That's 0-2. Starting the season against the Eagles, the team that lost in the Super Bowl, went to the Super Bowl last year. Can't imagine them beating them. The Raiders. Patriots lost to the Raiders last year. So, I don't know what needs to happen with the New England Patriots, but they have to figure something out and something quick. Because it is just pathetic. Pathetic. And for Bill Belichick to go up to the podium every single game, after the game, and during the week press conferences, for them to... Actually, you know, you know, for Bill Belichick to actually, you know, stay the way he has been the last, you know, 23 years. All grumpy. I'm not talking, you know, all this stuff. He has no right to do that anymore. He really doesn't. The media has every right to grill him apart, pick him apart. And he should have to answer. Instead of giving his baloney, you know, answers. How about this stat? I'm just, I'm just uh, reading. Speaking of the Patriots, percentage of drives ending in a punt or turnover. Seventy-one percent, New England Patriots. The highest. Percentage out of all. What's that tell you? So, like I said, they got to figure something out. Don't know what to, don't know what they have to do, but they have to do something. I mean, the defense, you know, usually defense is good. 
Forget about that. The offensive line, the quarterback. You know, maybe Mac Jones has already checked out. Maybe Mac doesn't care. He's going to move on to another team. He's going to have a better. He's going to think he's going to have a better coach, be in a better organization. Maybe he thinks the Patriots has a joke. And I mean, right now, how couldn't you look? Look at what they are putting out on the field. And for everybody all over Bailey Zappi, you know, not doing any better than Mac Jones, yada yada yada. There is definitely some division there between Mac Jones and Billy O'Brien. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, Billy O'Brien does not want to teach, does not want to coach Bailey Zappi. I don't know why. I don't know why. Cut him. Cut him. Can't help but think that was his decision. So just uh just so just disappointing and embarrassing. It's just unbelievable. You know, thank God. And I never thought I'd say this because, you know, the Patriots were the team. The Patriots were always the team, always in contention. Well, now that's that's the that's the Celtics and the Bruins. Thank God Celtics and Bruins are starting up soon. Bruins have already started their preseason games. Media day was today for the NBA and the Boston Celtics. So, I'll end this Patriots, I'll, 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 I'll end this football rant. Um, also, sending my condolences uh, to the family of uh, former Patriots tight end, uh, Russ Francis. Uh, died, I believe it was a it was a plane crash, or so, or something involving a plane. His um, you know, his brother put out in a statement yesterday that or today maybe you know, he died doing what he loved doing. And he did. He loved it. He loved flying. So rest in peace to you, uh, Russ Francis. And uh, again, uh, condolences um, and thoughts uh, with his family. All right, let's move on to the next topic. The Boston Celtics. All right. Maybe not as... This is probably the most positive uh, subject that we have going right now. So far. The Boston Celtics on Sunday traded for Drew uh, Drew Holiday. And so, and again, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, all these Boston homers, Celtics homers are all upset, just like they were with Marcus Smart. Yeah, the Celtics traded Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon along with two future first-round picks for Drew Holiday. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I love it. I absolutely love it. 
Because in my opinion, first of all, just going back to the Marcus Smart thing, get, get rid of Marcus Smart. All set with him, all right? Every single year, Marcus Smart thinks he's the leader on the team. He thinks he's the number one. He thinks he should be getting the ball, you know, with that 3.5 seconds left on the clock to shoot that uh, game-winning or game-tying three-pointer. But he could never realize that he was not that guy. I don't care how much Celtics fans loved him. I, I, I just didn't, I didn't love him. I loved him on defense, but on, on offense, turning the ball over, thinking he was that guy, just drove me crazy. And for all these Celtics, all these homers that are all upset about Robert Williams, and sure, Malcolm Brogdon, but it's really about Robert Williams. Everybody all upset because they traded away Robert Williams. What did Robert Williams really actually do for this team? I mean, Christ, he's comparable to Chris Sale. Always injured. And even when Robert Williams isn't injured and he's actually out there on the court playing, is he ever going to be 100% again? I don't know. Probably not, if I had a guess. Probably not. So, I'm happy with the, I'm I I am happy with that trade. I am very happy with that trade. I'm glad we got Drew Holiday and got rid of Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. You know, Malcolm Brogdon was supposed to go anyways. Now, I think you know, it's funny. I think uh, Malcolm Brogdon is kind of a Jalen Brown guy, and I think Drew Holiday is a Jason Tatum guy. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But again, you know, Jalen Brown got that contract, so make him happy, even though I was all set even if, you know, we didn't give him the contract. Signing him to his big deal, I'm all set with that. So anyways, more than happy to see this, but, but to more improve on that point, um, and explain that point. It'll be interesting to see what that adds to the whole camaraderie um, uh, in the locker room, you know, between Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Were they really, you know, best friends or did they really get along? You know, you know, one thinks it's their team and the other thinks it's their team. In my opinion, it should be Jason Tatum's team. In my opinion, it is Jason Tatum's team. So this year, another big year for Tatum and the Celtics because uh, Tatum, you know, the Celtics are able to uh, sign Tatum to a big deal this year at the end of the year. So you'd only have to imagine that the Celtics want to make Jason Tatum happy. Give him a reason to stay here in Boston. Because we all know Jason Tatum is a huge L.A. Lakers fan. Huge Kobe Bryant fan. Would it surprise you if Jason Tatum went to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers? Not me. So I can't help but think the Celtics are doing everything they can and everything they will do in the next year to make Jason Tatum happy. So Jason Tatum absolutely 110%ly 
stays here in Boston. So, that's that. Celtic season, obviously, going to be starting up soon. Awesome. Uh, Let's maybe backtrack a little bit again to some not-so-happy things. And, well, why don't we talk about the Boston Red Sox. Oh. The good news, ladies and gentlemen. The season's over. We don't have to watch them anymore. We don't have to suffer through them anymore. They finished in last place of the AL East with a 78 an 84 record under 500 and we're just absolutely pathetic so just glad it's over with and oh by the way don't you worry Sam Kennedy sent today in the end of the year press conference that they will be raising ticket prices How do you do that? Just how? So, all right, I'm going to open up the phone lines, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Let's start off with Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on today? Well, yesterday's performance by the Patriots had to be the worst I've seen in over 20 years. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, Bill. That was absolutely pathetic. Mac Jones, I mean, as a quarterback, you never throw throw across your body. He did it once and he got lucky. Then he did it again and he got picked off for a pick six. And then he did it again and got picked off. I mean. I don't know what he was doing. You don't do that as a quarterback, especially he has no arm. I could see, like, Mahomes doing it or Favre or Allen, but, I mean, he's got he, – he's he's worse than I thought. I mean, I was optimistic on him going into the season with Billy O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Gave him the benefit of the doubt last year with Matt Patricia. But he's shown – no improvement at all. What are your thoughts? Bill, I, I, I completely agree with you. I really do. I, I even had hope. And you know I'm not a Mac Jones guy. Everybody on this program that listens to this program knows I am not a Mac Jones guy. Everybody knows that last year I was the one rooting to put in Zappy. Let Zappy take it over. Right. A- and... You know, I was okay giving Matt Jones another shot. You know why? Because he had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running his offense. And it so was this year, so Fox, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, on Fox yesterday, uh, Jimmy Johnson said, you know, if Bill Belichick doesn't have the weapons, then you know, what's he supposed to do? And then I think Howie Long bought it and said, yeah, well, isn't Bill Belichick the GM too? And <laughs> And Johnson didn't didn't really say my had have anything to say after that. Yeah, exactly. They're 
they're in trouble now because their their two best players on defense are out. Yeah, Judon might might be out for the year. And same with Gonzalez. Yeah, he he has a separated shoulder, so. Um, and he's gonna he's undergoing uh, further testing today, I believe. So yeah, who knows how long he's gonna be out? Big trouble. You I know, don't know. Could it be time to move on to uh, Dion and his son? It's not. I mean, I think it's a little too early for that, but you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's not. It'll be in. You know, it, you bring up a good point there, Bill. It'll be interesting to see if Dion makes the move to the NFL. Uh, as an NFL coach, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what his goals are. I just know players want to play for Dion. He's a very likable guy. It's a movement. But, yeah, we're probably getting a, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. You know, the NFL can change week to week. We saw that with with Miami putting up seventy on the Broncos and then coming back and losing to the Bills. And then the Broncos end up winning. So it could be, you know, let's hope it changes for all our sakes because, you know, we look forward to football season all year long. And then you get that product on the field yesterday. And and then to listen to Mac after these games in, in his press conferences, he is just, I just can't stand it. And I don't know, we, I know it's it's hard for the for a guy following Tom Brady, but oh my God, that excuse is over. It really is. Yeah. This is his third year. This is his third yeah. year. I said this is a big year for him and Belichick. This is a big year. It is not starting off great. I'll tell you that much. No kidding. They're off to a great start. Yeah, and then um, you know, just wrap up with the Celtics. Love what they did. Um, you know, Robert Williams. If if he played, you know, more than half the games, I, w- I would say not to make that move. But, you know, he'll go to Milwaukee and he'll do the – no, where's he going? Um, New Orleans. Uh, no, yeah. He'll go there and, you know, he'll get – you know, he'll he'll do the same thing. He'll play half the, half the games. He'll get hurt. Um, so – I'm I'm excited for Drew Holiday. I, I think he's going to be a great addition. I think he's uh, I think he's market smart, um, but a little bit a little bit of a higher level uh, offensive player. I, I like him. I like him, and I and I love the fact that he is going to be out for blood against Milwaukee. He is going to want to beat them and get revenge for for them giving up on him and trading him. So looking forward to that as well. So Yeah, I'm I'm happy with you know, I'm 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 happy with that trade, definitely. Yeah. So and then, you know, we'll see with the Red Sox who they can sign in the off season and um you know, keep an eye on the, on them. But you know, we got we got three quarters of the football season left. Let's not you know, jump off the boat yet, but it's um, what do they say on the uh, at the at the at the uh, Titanic? The the uh, the band started to play. Well, I think the band is starting to warm up right now for the uh, for the Pats. So let's hope they come through. 
Let's hope, right, Bill. Harrison, Let's I, hope. I will let you go. Good job. All right. Thank you. All right. There's Bill from the car for you with a uh, few takes. By the way, he brought up uh, Christian Gonzalez um, as well as um, Matthew Judon. And uh, so a tweet seven minutes ago from Adam Schefter reads, Patriots first round pick Christian Gonzalez and pass pass rushing standout Matthew Judon. Both are out indefinitely while they seek second opinions on their injuries. Poor sources. Gonzalez injured his shoulder. Judon suffered a lower bicep tendon tear. Two significant losses. Oh, Adam, do you have that right, boy? Do you have that right? Um, another topic that I that I haven't hit yet uh, are the Boston Bruins. The cont- the continual season uh, is up and running. Well, the preseason at least. And so uh, the Bruins started. They uh, won their first game against the Rangers three nothing, which was last Sunday. Sorry. And then uh, last Tuesday they lost to the Sabers four to one. They lost in a uh, shootout to the Flyers on Friday four to three. And then they're going to play the Flyers again tonight at 7 o'clock, except in Philadelphia. And then to finish out their uh, preseason uh, games, they'll play the Capitals tomorrow at home and then the Rangers in New York on Thursday uh, before starting their season next Wednesday, October 11th, against the Chicago Blackhawks. So season's almost here, ladies and gentlemen. It's hockey season. That's for sure. And for all of you worried about the preseason losses and all this stuff, and even to all of you people who are happy about the preseason uh, win, don't be. It's the preseason. Preseason games do not matter. If you are ever a person who bases or predicts a regular season or uh, upcoming season off of a team's preseason, do not. Please change your, your thought of mind because that is just, uh, I'd say, wrong, to be honest with you. So, you know, not everybody's playing, um, all that stuff. So, anyways, uh, that's that. Uh, go ahead, call in 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. You're listening to Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Just circling back uh, to everything that I've talked about uh, today, obviously uh, the tragic passing of Tim Wakefield at age 57 yesterday because uh, of brain cancer. The uh, United States uh, uh, pathetic showing uh, in the Ryder Cup, losing 16.5 to 11.5. The pathetic Patriots game yesterday, losing 38-3. to and then some positive things with the Celtics trading for uh, Drew, Drew Holiday, uh, including get, getting rid of Robert Williams. Uh, with that, let's go to Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on today? Hey, Harrison. Uh, boy, long, long uh, dialogue today. But, uh, yeah, let's put a, uh, a nail in the final coffin. The uh, Red Sox are done for the season. And it's, one thing is it's going to depend on who they get as a general manager. Uh, what transpires during the course of uh, the winter. 
see who they can pick up, uh, who they're going to retain. I, I, they claim that they put a lot of emphasis on the uh, relief pitching. What happened to the starting pitching? You know, they didn't have a true first baseman. Uh, so it's just or, – or a second baseman for a long time. So it, it's just a comedy of errors as far as uh, the Red Sox are concerned. But uh, they're done. Now uh, the true baseball fans, they can uh, start tomorrow by watching the uh, playoffs and working up to the World Series. And when does the World Series end? Sometimes in November, which is ridiculous. I I remember uh, when these games, uh, when the World Series ended in September. But money dictates everything, and they had to uh, expand the uh, the season, and now you know they're going in. And for the Red Sox fans, I can say to them, congratulations! You're not going to have to pay for overpriced tickets and sit in the stands, freezing yourself with those big winter coats on. Who can who can enjoy a baseball game such as that? Where do you go when you have your big winter coats on? You go to Gillette. And you cheer on the Patriots. Well, Ray, who would want to do that? Well, right now, I know. I know. But let's not jump off the ship. All right? There's still a long way to go. The problem is, as you uh, just mentioned, Judon and Gonzalez are probably out for the season. So they have to fill that void. They have a lot of the Jones boys. The Jones boys are uh, still hurting. What is it, two two of the three of them? They're uh, hurting, or is it all three that are hurting? They have to come back off of the injury list. And they have to be able to contribute. What's going to happen with the quarterbacking situation? God only knows. Well, uh, they've already said that Mac Jones is going to be the starter for, against, against the Saints. So... Let's see what he does. He he took it upon himself yesterday. I know you complain about the way he uh, conducts his uh, press conferences, but you know what? The kid was honest. The kid said that it was on him. He had a garbage game. And I, I guess Bill, uh, Bill mentioned it a couple of times, too. As a quarterback, you don't throw against the grain. And that was mentioned on the uh, on the TV broadcast that he got away with one, but then he got picked off, and he didn't secure the ball. But the running game was horrible yesterday, also. What was there a positive to that game? I you tell me. I didn't see one. No, I and and the only positive will be if it knocks these guys into shape. And makes them realize to maybe focus and play football. Because well, if it's not that, there's nothing to take from that game, let me tell you. But you're right. You're right. Uh, who was it? Diedrich Wise. Uh, well, while the question was posed to him, is Bill Belichick, have you guys basically quit on Bill Belichick? And he came out and said no. He said that we love the guy. He's a great coach. It's just that we have to now stop producing. 
and these guys do have to stop producing. I think I think the next game is going to be a winnable game for them. You say that uh, you say maybe no, but I I think it may be a winnable game for them. But we'll we'll see what what transpires from now until uh, now until uh, Sunday during practices and. I mean, right? They lost to the Buccaneers yesterday, twenty-six to nine. Yeah. See, so so they're having their problems themselves. Uh, Derek Carr is their quarterback, right? I, uh, so, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't done any. He hasn't shown anything. But right now, like, the one thing that we, you know, maybe had was a defense. I, I don't think we have a defense anymore, especially after these two injuries. We're, the Patriots are in trouble. They're in trouble. They didn't have an offense. They maybe had a defense. They now officially do not have a defense, and they have now officially and have not officially had a had, had, uh, had an offense. So well, they, I think the I, they're crushed. Well, I think the, uh, they're crushed. I think the I think the front four, uh, linebacking core. I I think that that's still strong enough. Uh, they're having problems right now at cornerback. As a matter of fact, they're taking some of their safeties and, and converting them to. Uh, the cornerback, uh, who's that, Bentley, I think it was, uh, who they tabbed as a safety. But uh, I don't know. Let's not let's not give up on them. Hey, I haven't picked for six games. All right. It's not that I. It's not that I uh, gave up on them for this year. It's that I looked at the schedule. I looked at the, what the uh, what the competition did. And take a look at that that Buffalo-Miami game yesterday. Buffalo just annihilated Miami, a team that scored, what, 70 points the the week before? And Buffalo just simply shut them down. So there there are two Eastern Division teams that uh, were playing Buffalo twice, and we still have to play Miami another time. And we lost to Miami. So, you know what? What? What did they do to improve themselves over the uh, the summer? And what did the Patriots do to improve themselves? And how were the uh, Patriots as far as uh, drafting players? You know, right now they they picked up uh, or they drafted Strange, and he was supposed to be a kingpin in, in the uh, in the offensive line. But he's been hurt. He's been hurt, and and he's made some silly mistakes while he was in there. And one of the things they said yesterday also is that this particular offensive line that was playing yesterday, it was another one of those make-up uh, offensive lines. There's no cohesion between the uh, the players. So we'll see what happens. All right, Ray. I too am excited about uh, the Patriots trade. I think though Celtics trade rounders, Celtics. I mean, the, yeah, the Celtics. Uh, but two first rounders. Granted, one of them is in 2029, but it's still a first rounder. And let's see if this kid uh, produces. It, it'll be exciting to see. All right, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Okay, Harrison. Have a good program. 
Will do. Okay. All right, so there's Ray from Methuen for you with a few takes uh, as he put putting the nail in the coffin on the Red Sox season. Finally don't have to watch them suffer anymore. What a pathetic season for them. And what a tease all those games were. You know, all those games where the Red Sox would actually come and play and they'd go on these winning streaks and they'd make you feel like, oh, maybe the Red Sox might have a chance. Maybe they might. And then for them to just crash and burn like they did for the last month and a half is absolutely pathetic. So, disappointing season for the Red Sox. And, I don't know, I'm glad it's done, to say the least. I'm glad it's done. Fortunately, we have two seasons that should be good. And, of course, I say should be. And that's the season of the Boston Bruins and the season of the Boston Celtics. Like I hit on uh, earlier, Bruins finishing up their preseason. Uh, They have uh, a game tonight against the Flyers in Philadelphia. Uh, Game tomorrow in Boston against the Tap Capitals. Uh, And then we'll wrap up their preseason uh, with the Rangers in New York on Thursday before starting their season next Wednesday, October 11th in Boston. Obviously, big storyline going into this year. No Patrice Bergeron, no David Krejci. Linus Elmark and Jeremy Swayman still staying in as, uh, you know, having both goalies for the team. And the next, if not the biggest storyline, Brad Marchand uh, becoming captain uh, of the team. Uh, other things hit on today, obviously, uh, disappointing and upsetting lossing of of uh, Red Sox knuckleball pitcher Tim Wakefield. The best to ever do it. Um, the selfish act of, of Kurt Schilling leading up to that and... Uh, doing what he did, I I just I have no words for him anymore, absolutely none. Um, the embarrassment of a game yesterday for the New England Patriots. I mean I don't even know what to say about it, I don't. And like I said while I was talking to Ray, maybe the only positive thing for the Red Sox. I mean, for the Red Sox, for the Patriots, was that they had a good defense or a solid defense. Not anymore. They're in trouble now. Losing Christian Gonzalez, losing Matthew Judon, possibly for the whole year, both of them. Crushing. Absolutely crushing. And offensive-wise... I mean, God, you put up three points against the Dallas Cowboys. You let them score 38 points. You let them score 28 points in the first half. Just pathetic. Embarrassing. And furthermore, another big embarrassment is the United States Ryder Cup team representing our country like they did. Zach Johnson being the captain he was, making excuses for the team coming out on, you know, Saturday or Friday, whenever it was, saying, oh, the team's going through a flu, yada, yada, yada. 
Glad we have great doctors here. Like I said, the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey came out uh, last week in their game and said, yeah, we're going, you know, definitely a flu going through the team. They showed up. They played. They won. But, no, I guess, you know, if you play golf for the Ryder Cup team, you can't. And another one on Zach Johnson's, you know, terrible decision-making, deciding to pick Ricky Fowler, who he ended up sitting anyways for the first three or four matches, is just, like, how do you even understand that? If you're going to do that, why are they even on the team? Why didn't why didn't he pick a guy like Bryson DeChambeau or Keegan Bradley? Why not? Can't hurt. I mean, if you pick somebody for the Ryder Cup team in that format, you have five different matches. Two on Friday, two on Saturday, and the one singles on Sunday. Each player, and and I don't know the odds about all this stuff, but theoretically, each player should be playing at least three of those. You know, your worst guy on the team should at least be playing three out of those five, maybe even four out of those five. So, I don't see Zach Johnson being captain again. I don't. uh, There were actually hints yesterday to a possible... Tiger Woods being captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup uh, or the, you know, U.S. team and uh, Sergio Garcia being the captain of the European team, which would be awesome. You know why? Because there was such a competition between Tiger and Sergio. So you have that just between the captains. And then as far as I'm concerned, you know, Tiger Woods is going to put out a good Good showing. You know he's going to pick good good golfers. Tiger wants to win. I think Tiger's going to want to go out and be embarrassed like embarrassed like Zach Johnson was and the rest of the United States team? Absolutely not. I wouldn't be surprised if if Tiger Woods possibly put Joey LaCava up to what he did. Now, not exactly what he did, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tiger maybe texted or talked to Joey LaCava and said, Hey, Joey. You got to do something. You got to do something to get the tables turning. To just spike, just spike a little something in that team. I'm sure, I'm sure Tiger Woods was involved in conversations all week. Zach Johnson said he was previous, you know, before it. I'm sure he was during it. I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't, he, I'm sure he had a private conversation with Joey LaCava Throwing a throwing a you know a spike through the team, get them going, get them rolling somehow, some way, because they needed it. And they did a little bit. They did. They came back. Like I said, there was a picture of Zach Johnson and Luke Donald talking before the last match on Saturday. And the way the things were going in the three previous matches, who's to say, you know. Europe couldn't have closed out the U.S. on on Saturday afternoon, and basically Zach Johnson saying, "What's the you know if it goes this way, 
what's the point in even having singles matches on Sunday? So those were the takes. Those were the takes for today, ladies and gentlemen. The pathetic showing by the New England Patriots yesterday against the Dallas Cowboys, losing 38 to 3. The selfish act by Kurt Schilling, sharing information he knew he shouldn't have shared. Rest in peace, Tim Wakefield. Condolences and thoughts to your family, friends, and teammates. The Red Sox, like Ray said, finally being able to put a nail in that coffin. End that embarrassment of a season. And look positive to the Boston Bruins season starting up next Wednesday. And the Boston Celtics signing Drew Holiday and trading for Robert or trading Robert Williams for Drew Holiday. That's it for, for that's it for me today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to me. I know more than usual today. Lots of rants. But it was good therapy for me to get everything off my chest. Thank you, everybody, for all your support. Week in and week out, callers, listeners, my support on Twitter. For day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter, at HarrisonChase5. HarrisonChase5 on Twitter. Good night, everybody, and have a great week. You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.